1: join Nate myself and a special guest to discuss Stevenage's game against Carlisle and their magnificent cup win against Peterborough. Welcome to Borough
0: He remembered.
1: <laughs> First time for everything. Boys, boys, how are we? Good, mate. We're good. Do you want to welcome the third voice in the show? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, as uh, as our, I mean, as you told everyone, it's not even as people might have cottoned on. The fact that it didn't it wasn't Dracus going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, we've got a guest, uh, Aaron. How are you? Yes.
2: Hello, mate. I'm good. No one can replace. Uh, your good friend Jack, is, but I'm here doing a job. Thanks for having me. On. Well,
0: like much like you did yesterday on the mic.
2: Yes, I've done that a couple of times now. Last time was last night. Sorry, was uh, first time in a long time getting used to it. But that nah, was good. And what game want- to what game to do it for? Do
0: you want to tell everybody what you do at Stevenage?
2: Yeah, sure. So my title, if you like, is media intern. So I work with the media team. Um, a lot of my work is written, so I do like match previews, match reports that go up on the website. Uh occasionally I'm doing the Twitter and just bits here and there really. It's good fun.
0: Nice. And yeah uh, yeah, and your one of your big things is getting the uh, match sheets out to us uh in the yes. press box incorrect. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. we we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll go <laughs> on to that at some point. But last night was was uh stressful. There was a lot a lot going on. Um, team sheets had to come out at the right time with the right people on them, but we got there in the end, and it was good. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll, we'll address it quickly now. Um, uh, Aaron and Hugo, uh, who were like the the guys, as Aaron said, doing media, um, they get given the team sheets. hour and a half or so before kick off, and then they bring them out. And uh, the Stevenage team, the Stevenage bench yesterday on the team sheet. Everyone on the bench was also <laughs> on the pitch, and all of their numbers were wrong. So it was really good.
1: Honestly, I'm <laughs> the, it caused a no lot of confusion. It.
0: <laughs> it caused so much confusion in the media box for the guys <laughs> that didn't know the team. They are like, "Yeah, okay, that looks fine. Put it down." And I, and then I was like, "No, no, it doesn't." <laughs> um, yeah. That's yeah. That's I, uh, so right, let's go. We need to start start talking about. Uh, about the carlisle game because obviously that that happened um i'll quickly go through the match stats because because i love a good match that obviously um so uh possession we uh, we had more of the ball 52 percent uh, possession which if you ask brexiteers that's a clear and obvious winner there isn't it <laughs> um then we had 20 shots to their eight um with one hit in the woodwork, we had five shots on target, which five from 20 is not good. Um, seven shots off target and eight shots blocked. Uh, we also had a pass success rate of 59%, um, which if you've ever listened to Barrow you will know that I am not happy about that. Um, we won f- we won 20 tackles, uh, and we had six corners to their four. Uh, Carlisle, sorry, did win 15... Uh, 15 tackles, but, you know, let's not talk about them because they're not very good. Uh, Actually, no, they are quite good. Uh, So, how did you feel the game went, Pat?
1: Do you know what? There was a really lovely three-minute period when we were 2-0 up, and I thought, (laughs) oh, we've got a cushion. We can finally relax for the first time in uh, basically all season. And then they scored back post-header, lovely assist from Jordan Gibson. Jordan Gibson's a good player. I enjoyed him when he was he here. Is. He's even yeah. better, now he's matured a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think on balance, Stephen has deserved the lead, and they deserve to hold on to that lead. They were decent second half. Um, a little bit of nerves towards the end when you're defending a one nil lead, that always happens. And there's a few players that were struggling with knocks that we had to keep on, I think, for longer yes. than we wanted to. Because um, of not other not players not who got sure. knocked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they did the job and they did the job against a side as you say in Carlisle who were good solid well drilled they moved it about pretty nicely when they had the chance to but we were able to impose how we wanted to play create a couple of nice goals and that was enough on the day
0: yeah I mean I think the big thing for me was it was was another Tuesday night really wasn't it where we had a unbelievably dominant first half. I mean, if you look at the first, look at the first half stats, uh, our pass, uh, our possession was uh, 54%, which, you know, it's a little bit higher. Our pass success rate was a lot better, it was 61%. Um, well, a lot better, 2% better, but it was better. Um, I just thought, I thought we were, we moved the ball around incredibly well for the majority of of that first half they didn't really have many sniffs you know they uh, they only had four shots in the first half uh with uh only uh, with two of them being on target one off target one blocked um so i think we to say we were dominant was is is a little bit of an understatement in that first half actually um we like you said we moved the ball around really well um and they were very lucky, I think, to get that goal. It was a little bit of poor defending at the back post with Smith and Sweeney, uh, where Smith got lumbered with two men, chose the wrong one.
1: Yeah, the back to, three to, got to sucked to under the ball a little bit and it left us over yeah. to the back. But it made me happy as a former fullback to see both our fullbacks on the score sheet and one of our fullbacks assisting the other one of our fullbacks and that really right. yeah underlines the kind of dominance of periods of that. That first half,
0: it did, yeah. So the, my favorite thing about the Kane, the Kane Smith uh, goal is that he threatened to do exactly the same thing five minutes earlier. He had the ball in the same position. He had exact same the exact same shot, but it was straight at a goalkeeper. Uh, whereas when he got the goal, he drilled it. It did hit two Carlisle players on its way in. So you, he because he hit he did he did sort of lash it a bit he did give it a good whack, but um, if you look, if you watch the watch the goal on the replay by the time it goes in it's like a it's like a daisy daisy cutter almost and it sort of rolls in, um, but it did come off the inside of two of the uh, two of the uh, Carlisle defenders' legs on its way through, um, which took all the speed off. But their goalkeeper just two I've got two comments about their goalkeeper. He's a giant and he's not great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the big show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't think I'd then, see
2: Aaron Chapman looking up to anyone, but there we go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. at least an inch or two above him. But.
0: I made a comment on the phone uh, to to the to the lass in Ireland that I was uh, I was discussing the match with, and uh, about ten minutes in. I clocked just how big their goalkeeper was. was And I just sort of said to myself, bloody hell, he's massive. And she laughed her ass off. And she was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody so huge. It was just, (laughs) he he is a big lad. Anyway, uh, the Kane to assist as well. Um, Lovely bit of skill out on the right flank just to flick the ball round his man. There's something beautiful about a bit of skill when you put the ball one side of someone and you go the other way around them um just makes him look like an island it's great
1: yeah um, left him for dead
0: yeah and then the ball across again it was, it was it was the second or third time that smith had been in that kind of area i mean he was a little bit more central when he put the ball across this time but it was the second or third time uh he had the ball in that kind of area and he whacked it across um unfortunately max uh clark was on the other end of it and the uh just, just taps it in. Literally, all it was, just a tap in. He just cushioned the ball in, didn't he?
1: Beautiful, yeah. beautiful the, football. The thing I like about Smith, one of the things I like about Smith as many, is um, he's really decisive. And um, we saw from your shots blocked stat, I think that sometimes we're quite slightly yeah. hesitant to pull the trigger. And we saw that again against Peterborough last night.
0: Very, um, very hesitant to pull against to pull the trigger against Peterborough
1: last night, weren't we? Yeah, and then you, you, you end up taking shots from the edge of the box when the defenders had yeah. a chance to close you down because you've missed two opportunities to pull the trigger and pulled it on the yeah. third. Smith didn't do that. Smith didn't hesitate. We know he likes a shot. And uh, yeah. yeah, the cross was much the same. Played it around the guy. Played it in first time. Didn't stop to look at his options. Just gambled on the being a player at the back post to tuck it away and... If you put your balls in like that, people get used to getting into the positions to uh, deliver them. They're not waiting and thinking, "Oh, you probably won't put this in, so I won't make the run." And it makes a big difference yeah. being that proactive.
2: Yeah, well, I have to agree with what you said. I think Pat said about um, feeling comfortable after two nil, and I was sort of sat there thinking, "Okay, could this be the first first sort of thumping that we actually see?" Because we've sort of our victories as as nice as they've been, they've been very sort of tight, and I'd have liked to maybe see a. Third, fourth, and even fifth—I think we could have easily made it four or five. I think Steve even said that after the game. And um, I was looking before the game at Carlisle's previous results. I think they were only getting sort of one-nil wins, one-all draws. So I didn't expect many goals. So when we did score two, I was like, "We are winning this league." But it didn't didn't turn out that way.
1: Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt I certainly felt like we should have we should have scored three or four against uh, Rochdale. I think. I think th- I think three goals, maybe four, would have been uh, you you know you wouldn't have been able to sniff it. You know, I, I, I mean I'm sure Carlisle fans would have left going. if they scored four? But on the balance of the game, I think it was f- scoring that many would have been a, probably a fair reflection. Um, obviously, then the second half came about and it was it was uh,
1: it wasn't as good, was it? It was let's, less let's. nerve-wracking than the Rochdale 1-0 was, I think. I think we thought we defended it better than in that one. The midfield didn't drop quite as deep. We didn't invite them on quite as much. So, But it wasn't as fluid going forward. We didn't create as many chances.
0: Oh, you see, I don't know that I agree. Because we had the exact same amount of shots in the second half as we did in the first half. Ten, ten either side. Um we only had two shots on target. Second half, four off target, four blocked. Um, Carlisle had more possession in the second half. I mean, they literally came out and could have scored inside a minute, uh, and that would have been a real, a real huge blow. I thought, I thought Carlisle on the ball in the second half were far better than they had been in the first. Um, They were moving the ball at times. They were moving the ball around, ball, moving the ball around the way we were in the first half. Um, You know, it's just it's it's simple football. We're seeing simple football being done right by these two teams on Saturday. You know, picking up the ball, they're moving it in, moving it diagonally across the pitch. There weren't an awful lot of long balls put up um, for periods. You know, in League Two, you're always going to get. Periods here and there, if not the entire game, where the ball's just lumped long and you get head tennis for five minutes before it settles down again. And you know that's that's that was certainly true of Saturday, but um, it wasn't too much. You know, it wasn't constant. It was it was there was a lot more football being played, which was lovely to see. Um, how many penalties do you think Carlisle should have had? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't think I think there'd be uh, quite a few complaints from that away end because sort of every 5 minutes you'd hear just a scream from that end. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how they didn't get one.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh? you 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 being sat just behind just behind me or uh where I usually sit. Um mm. you probably saw it just as well as I did when they had a corner and Pierre Gianni grabbed their and um, I can't remember who he grabbed just Yeah, yeah threw, I know what you're just about. threw him. <laughs> I mean how I mean the ref's like seen it, stopped the game, gone over to him, had a word, not given a penalty, not given a card. I don't know how a ref doesn't doesn't give him a yellow card and give Carlisle a penalty there. I just don't understand.
1: It yeah, there does seem all day long. There does seem to be different rules for um when you're out of the box and when you're in the box. Like if a guy's taking a shot you could take the ball and clean him out, and they never give penalties for that. Whereas right. if you did that as he was about to play a pass on the halfway line, that's a free kick in the yellow card all day long. And yep. uh, certainly TVC had one of those kind of last minute. I've got to get the ball here because otherwise yeah. he's going to take a shot from ten yards out. And if I take the ball or follow through into his ankles, <laughs> you know that's just what it is. And it happened at both yeah. ends to be fair. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. thinking that changed the outcome or anything. But yeah, it yeah. It's could have given it.
0: On the letter of the law, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we we couldn't argue with them having had two penalties, like you said. Um, you've seen them given. All, you've seen them given all the way through the, the last few years. But like you say, you know, we potentially could have had a penalty. Um, also, you know, the amount of time their um, their number seventeen spent wearing Luke Norris's shirt. Uh-huh. was unreal. He was in, he, he was so inside Luke Norris's shot, there's barely room for Luke Norris. And the referee <laughs> just ignored it. It's just, it's phenomenally bad refereeing. But I guess, you know, I, I, I can sort of understand why it, early on he doesn't give too much like for shirt pulling and like that. Because then it brings the game down to be a really nitty gritty stop start sort of game. But at the same time, yeah, you punish the first two or three. Maybe he doesn't fucking do it anymore. And if he carries yeah. on doing it, you give him a card, and then he stops. Like there's, there does seem to be a focus on a, from our opponents on Luke Norris. It seems seems to be getting his shirt, getting his head, rattle him.
1: And he stays and he's, remarkably calm, considering it's. Uh, oh no! But I it don't ruins know the do... flow of the game.
0: Yeah, I, actually. I'm not so sure that first that first half. Uh, he could have had a red card. He was right down in front of me, where um, their Carlisle were breaking forward. I think it was their number twelve and the ball, their their left wing back, and he he's played the ball out. He's right on the touchline. He's played the ball out. The ball is gone, and Luke Norris just clattered straight through him. It was it was it, it was about. Th- 10-15 seconds after Norris had basically been like ripped out of his shirt again, he was mm. angry and he absolutely smashed the bloke.
2: Um I've seen him lash out a few times. I think it was Colchester away last year where we were two new up and it was very he comfortable. Got sent off, he? And yeah. he just completely wiped someone out after. Yeah, getting pulled yeah, in the shirt. He, but... um,
0: he has got a bit of a temper, but then you know that's the kind of player he is. You know, if he loses the temper. Does he have that same edge that makes him as good as he is?
2: Right, exactly. At times, that's what you need for a, a big number nine like he is. Yeah. You yeah. sort of need that hustle and aggression. If he gets sent
0: off once a season, but the result, the resulting aggression in his game gives him the edge that we need him to have, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there. Even if it costs us points for that one game, in the long run, as long as it's not costing us points in the grand scheme of things and he's winning us more points than he's technically losing us fine by me
1: yeah it's cool. weird That's... it's weird what no, referees no. are strict on right because uh, he let <laughs> all that stuff on doris go we said he let a couple of penalties go he booked tayash hammond for the least amount of time wasting i've ever seen a man booked for he's literally halfway walking to where the free kick was going to be taken and he's set off immediately not fanning around, replacing the yeah. ball, and thinking about it, and it was like <clears> you've <throat> given him about four seconds to walk out of his box to take this free kick. Yeah. And I get you—you you preemptively want to stop sides trying to kill the game off with tactics like that. But come yeah.
0: on, yeah, it was a bit
1: soft, wasn't it? Overzealous is the word I'd use. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's another game that we deserved. We won that we deserved to win, um, exactly. which is which is nice. It's really nice being able to say we. It's another game we won that we deserved to win, rather rather than have oh, we lost that we we deserve. We we were the better team for eighty minutes. Actually, actually, we used to be. Shit. How often do we, how often could we say that? I'm gonna mark that because that's the only swear I'm doing this episode. Eighteen minutes. I'll remember <laughs> that. But also, it's um,
2: nice. It's nice being able to look at the table and actually enjoying it, like. We're looking up rather than we're looking up rather than down. I think we walked away second from the table, which is yeah. unheard of in the last few years. So, there's definitely a positive signs. Uh, it's nice to be I looking s-
1: forward to going to games because there was times last season it was a a chore and a trudge, and you went along in hope, not expectation. Whereas now it's like I'm expecting to be entertained. I'm expecting. There were
0: definitely, there were definitely a couple of times when I feel like you only came because I was like, I'll give you a lift. <laughs>
1: I'd never miss it, but <laughs> it wasn't like I was going along thinking, I'm going to have fun here and we're going to be good. I was going along thinking, yeah. oh, I hope yeah. something good happens today, but it might be painful um, again.
0: Yeah, so so uh, as Aaron mentioned at the table, and obviously we're talking about the fact that football is fun again. let So uh, let's have a quick look at the table. Let's we'll do a rundown from bottom to top. Rochdale, bottom, zero points. Crawley, second bottom with one point. That's a beaut- I, I'm I expect Rochdale to go down, but I really hope they don't. I would love it if Crawley and Stockport go. They're my they're my the two teams I want down this season. <laughs> uh, but Crawley in the Crawley in the bottom two is a phenomenal thing. Um, then you've got Hartlepool on two points. You've got Stockport on three points uh then you've got gillingham in 20th on four points you've got newport county on four points colchester on four points tranmere on four points all the way up to 17th and you've got grimsby sutton and carlisle all on five points uh then you've got swindon town six points harrogate and bradford on seven points you've got afc wimbledon and walsall on nine points Uh, sorry eight points then you've got mansfield just outside the playoffs on nine points then we've got crewe and Salford on 10 points, both sitting in the playoff places. You've got Doncaster and Northampton on 11 points each. You've got Barrow in third. Barrow! I know people will say this about Stevenage exactly in exactly the same mm. tone, but yep. Barrow in third place. Good for them. Good, good on them. But everyone, including two, us,
2: doubt them. Stevenage and Barrow second and third. Uh, I don't no. Anyone no. had that on their bingo card, but
0: Not a soul. Not a soul had Stevenage and Barrow second or third after five games. But there we are. Stevenage, second place, five games, four wins, one draw, eight goals scored, four conceded. We've got a positive goal difference. I genuinely don't remember the last time this happened. Uh, And then uh, 13 points. We are equal on points and record with Leighton Orion. Five games played, four wins, one draw no losses eight scored for orient two conceded six points 13 points so yeah so we go to uh we go to salford next saturday um who they are on a good they are on a good you know they're on a reasonable run they've got 10 points uh they lost they lost their last game uh I don't know who it was against and I can't be bothered to look. Um we'll 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 uh we'll we'll give the old uh we'll give the old predictions a look look later. Um but uh should we talk about last night?
1: Let's let's do it what a night. Oh yeah. Cuz it was a game against two really good sides like Peter Brick. they're going to be up at the top end of league 1. They're I mean, fourth they're, sec- pace- they're
0: second they're second at the moment in league 1 aren't they?
1: Yeah, and they're just full of pace and confidence coming forwards. They were lethal-looking every time they nicked the ball off us in their half. Also,
2: they're bringing on Johnson Clark-Harris and Jack Marriott after about an hour or whatever it was.
1: 55
2: minutes. Yeah, 55 minutes. I mean, those two subs in itself speak about the quality they've got
1: in attack. And it also Um, speaks about how on top we were in the game, that he felt he had to do that and bring on the big guns... With yeah. just so ten minutes so gone,
2: gone in the left. second half, exactly, and they both created a goal between them, didn't they? But it was ruled offside. That was off about a couple of minutes. Been on,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, quite quite soon after coming on. Um, I think it was I think it was Marriott that
2: played the ball
0: through to uh, Clark Harris, who was offside. Um, the big thing on that was that uh, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Uh, Chapman was Chapman was in no man's land. He was he was too far back to not come out for the ball as it came over the top, and he was and he was uh, not far enough out to really be able to make make a difference. Ball was slotted through, tucked away, but it was um, yeah. He was definitely offside, wasn't he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just going through the match stats. So we had 17 shots to their 10. Uh, The breakdown of that is we had five on target, seven off target, and five blocked. Uh, We had 51% possession. This really was the Brexit game. 51% possession. um, So that's a dominant win for us. Um, (laughs) Then you've got a pass success rate for us, 63%. Peterborough, as you would expect, had a better pass success rate, 69%. Then we won. We won uh, twenty-three tackles to their eleven. We had eleven corners to their three, um, and there were two cards—one for us, one for them. Um, so the yeah, so the the game. Um, it for me, I felt it was unbelievably tense. It was a very good open game of football both teams move the ball around move, ball around nicely both teams i mean i thought we were i thought i actually thought some of the passing moves we put up in that first half were absolutely sensational yeah jake yeah. jake Ree- jake reeves is an absolute
2: i thought that was one of his better performances in a aparsha last night i was outstanding yeah. by him it was it was so good i mean he was i mean he's coming up against a side that could easily be playing in the championship next season and he's just making them look sort of like pub players as he's walking through and passing the ball. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: also, a special mention to Sweeney and Piergianni. I thought they were sublime last night, keeping those attack attackers quiet. I think Piergianni must have won about twenty aerial jewels. i can uh, I tell you how many he won. Eight. This <laughs> Eight in one game. I think. Yeah, was- but I mean
0: that's. That, that's pretty standard for Pidge but frankly when he doesn't win 10 headers I'm I'm actually a little bit worse yeah. yeah, um, I don't think Sweeney had that great game generally speaking but that's because we've been treated to such heights right we've been treated to such good football from him and he didn't even really do much wrong he got I think their um, their number 17 Jones gave him a bit of a a bit of a torrid time because he's bloody fast and he's really he's got decent close control as well. So he gets the ball into his feet and he turns and goes really quickly. He left left Sweeney for dead a couple of times. But fortunately, Luther had his best game in a Stephen shirt and was able was able to, to to help Sweeney and
1: sort of clean up after him a couple of times. Yeah. Um And that's gonna happen, isn't it? It highlights a slight weakness in the formation that we play that if the strikers push inside, that means the full-backs push on, which draws out either yeah. Sweeney or Piagiani onto the winger. And those two wingers had the beating of them for pace by quite a distance, so that put us in trouble. Uh, we got out of that trouble every time, fortunately, but uh, it's it's a vulnerability if you structure your build-up play right.
2: I think, as you, as you say, Nate, as well, Luther having one of his best games is so important because that really puts pressure on that right wing back role i mean at the moment either kane smith or luther if they're playing at their best could fill that role i think that's important
0: yeah i think it's we really, i think we're really we're in a really great position as well where we've got wing backs on either side that are good at different things right like luther i will argue with anybody about this all day long um he's not great in the final third i think he put a great ball across yesterday I'm not going to distract from that at all also the pass from Sweeney to put Luther through for that was absolutely peach beautiful he could not have weighted it any better found his face any channel better the channel was
1: delicious
0: absolutely beautiful um but yes back back to the wingbacks w- Wildin you know he's a much better defender than he is attacking a player um and we saw that we saw that yesterday um It's not lost on me as well that a couple of years ago I was saying he's rubbish at the de- rubbish at defending. Turns out he couldn't defend in a team that was rubbish. In a team that's good, where the pressure's off him a bit, he's actually excelling and he's performing. And I'm delighted. I used to I I would I, I used to properly properly slate him constantly. I used to think he was awful, and now I'm absolutely delighted that he's still here because. He, he's one of our better players at the minute and I'm and, I, and, I, and I'm enjoying watching Luther play football um but Kane Smith is Kane Smith is not a defender um he should not be playing in a wing back role I think well no, actually a wing back role he with three at the back he kind of more or less gets away with it most of the time obviously against Carlisle he got sold out a little bit by Sweeney but um I think uh, he's much better going forward um and we saw it a, we saw it against Carlisle, did not we? He would he were great defensively, but going forward he was immense. We kinda of got the same 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 deal on the other side, you know, Max Max Clark, you're gonna see crosses from Max Clark a lot a lot deep from a lot deeper than you would see from Early, who cuts in quite a lot, but was also, you know, does have a tendency to drive down the line as well. Um and I would say Clark's probably a bit of a better defender at this stage, you know, early is he's, he's early on in <laughs> in his development. Mm. Um Say so he's got room to improve. I mean, everyone's got room to improve going uh, at the back, right? But um, I think, I think again, you know, we've got different. We've got two two different players in those positions for different circumstances, and it's what a treat it is.
2: Should we um, mention the new signing as well, David Amu? What did you, you think of him last night? He's quick, isn't he?
1: He's quite fast, isn't he? I loved um, it. He pressed really nicely, nicked the ball high a few times, and created just really dangerous opportunities. He missed that chance at the back post, which he'll have wanted to score to tap, cap off the debut really nicely. It but was. It was. It he's was going to be an asset.
0: It was a half chance at best. Like it was. Yeah, it, was, it was too. It was too too far in front of him. You know, he he probably would have been better not trying to score it and just trying to keep it in play. Um, letting it bounce and then trying to get on it get on it, so he could then cut it across um the one i was more angry i was actually angry about was <laughs> um in the second half he's been played through he should have had one touch and and he pulled the trigger and he's just taken another touch and another touch and another touch and it's absolutely killed the momentum in the move um because he's been forced out wide and he's had to Bring it cut it back and I think it ended up back with Sweeney um which was a real shame because if he'd have hit that second, first second time at the very least you know you'd hope he troubles the goalkeeper gets a corner out of it might might stick it in top bins might spill get spilled onto into somebody else um so I was very vocally not asked. Like, I wasn't. I'm not angry. I wasn't angry about us signing Amu, but I was just very much not asked about the signing, um, and I had a bit of a debate with like the likes of Farley on uh, on Twitter about the fact that you know obviously Farley's like this is the best signing that's ever happened ever um, because that's his opinion on everything. Um, <laughs> he's Mister. He's Captain Positive, isn't he? Um,
1: and it's no not new Moo, that's uh, nate's standard uh, stance on those things <laughs> i mean it's
2: tough to judge before <laughs> you see him in a steam shirt of course, but, of course um, it is
0: but you know you look at you look at the stats for for a fast forward player he can play through the middle or out wide he doesn't score a lot of goals and he doesn't assist a lot it's like hmm. uh, um, I've never been that asked about you know, go, going up against him in the past. Uh, I was reliably informed by people who obviously looked back through games we've played against him so they could find a goal against us. <laughs> um, he scored a banger against us for Cambridge when we lost 2-0 against them um, a few years back when we finished one point outside of the playoffs. Um, but, you know, we've played, we played a number of games against him. And I've never been overly concerned. However, I was very happy with his debut, and if he can carry on in that vein, he will find goals. Um, yeah, him not putting the trigger yesterday could be the difference between him not him having played regularly and him not having played. Yeah. A competitive game of football for six months, you know. So.
1: He's the closest we've got in the squad to list, and that's what we're missing. Yeah. So it's a very yeah. sensible piece of recruitment, I think, and. You know, you heard what Evan said. He was training with us, and then he had a few offers from League Two and some from League One, and considered what he wanted and chose to come yeah. here, which is a good sign, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's yeah, he's, he's been with training. He's been with us for uh for four four weeks, um, training with us. I think honestly, the uh, length of time it took for him to sign with us was just a case that he was probably still on the books with another club still earning with another club. And we were like, well, we're not going to pay you until
2: we have to kind of thing. Save a bit, save a bit
0: of money. Save a bit of money.
2: Um, Yeah. Well, I think like you said about um, a move weighing up his options. I think we've heard that from quite a lot of our signings that almost all of them have had had offers within the league or even the league above. I think Kane Smith is another one who could have easily been playing league one football this season. And he chose to, us which is a good sign and I think a lot of that is down to Steve Evans ultimately I think he does have that pool with players Um and Sweeney I mean he just won League 2 and he's come to little old Stevenage which, which is a great sign and so yeah. far he's proven it
0: yeah yeah I, I, I've, said a few, I've said a few times on Saturday what is he doing playing for us because he's just
1: <laughs> brilliant isn't he <laughs> yep and the way they're playing right now, they'll all be thinking, I made the right choice here, this is going nicely.
2: Well, exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would still expect us to struggle struggle at times. But I think the way we're playing, the way we play so openly, I still expect at some point we're going to get a proper hiding off of one of the better teams in the league. Because, you know, you can't, it's not always it's not always going to work and teams that have this really a nice open way of playing football when if you if we've if we start Reeves and Reed and Bozzy if Bozzy's kind of, if, if Bozzy's starting off of uh, 90 minutes on Tuesday and he's starting again on Saturday and Reeves Reeves and Reed have an off day that could be it for the game
1: yeah you know, and we saw not, you're last not,
0: you're not really you're not likely to make a change before half time and the damage could be done by then.
1: Yeah, what we saw last night, Evans was quite protective of his bench. You know, the players on there were on there because they had little knocks and they needed the rest time. So we didn't see Norris come on, despite the fact that it looked like it was going to penalties and he's our main penalty yeah. taker. We didn't see Taylor replaced after he got booked. So there's obviously players on there that are <clears throat> getting back to fitness that he wanted to protect for Saturday. And we were able to yeah. beat Peterborough without using those guys. So that is excellent news but it shows where his know. priorities are and that's sensible, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think the only player that had I would say that Bozzi and Campbell um, didn't have great games, personally. Not that, again, not that they didn't really... Not that they necessarily did much wrong. I just don't feel like... I don't feel like Bozzi was really involved much. He made a really great clearance... In the uh, in the in the first half, actually, um, well, in a very important block rather that uh, went ended up going out for a corner, um, and Campbell was fine. You know, I I didn't I don't remember him winning possession really. I don't remember him.
2: But again, a lot of that much. is down to our expectation. I think because we've yeah, seen this team yeah. perform so well. I think the moment anyone has. An average game, I'm not even going to say a poor game, but like yeah. a, a decent enough game, I think people will be quick to sort of say, oh, maybe he's not quite up to scratch. But that's purely yeah. down to our standards yeah. now. We, we yeah, I, I,
0: I absolutely can 100% hand on heart say I'm looking for negatives. Yeah, and to, to be fair, they're, <laughs> both playing that,
1: they're both playing that sort of role where it's kind of you need someone solid and steady and reliable, but you don't necessarily see the frills. The, you, yeah, you see yeah. the mistakes. Bosi played a beautiful like sixty-yard crossfield ball at one point to uh, I think it was Luther who brought it down really nicely on the edge of their box. That was the highlight of his game, I would say. Apart from mm. you know
2: being a massive strong rock. Players like Bosi and Dean Campbell, like I said, they do the simple things well. You're not going to yeah. see skills and tricks and flicks, but they'll they will play the right pass and they'll no, just be solid in I mean, that midfield. Absolutely
1: absolutely yeah, there's a time and a place for tricks and flicks and it's not where either of those two were playing in yeah, I can't, I can't see Bozzi doing a
2: rainbow flick I'll be honest
0: I mean um, you saying you know, you're know you not, you're not going to see him see him misplacing passes and stuff too often they're going to do the right things at the right time Dean Campbell had the highest pass percentage of anyone on the field yesterday with uh, with 92% until Van Kooten came on who didn't lose possession once with a bad pass 100% and there's you saying he's had a bad
1: game,
0: <laughs> I didn't say bad game. I just said it wasn't as great as.
2: Yeah, I get it But that's just our expectation now, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's six games into the league, well, seven games, including Cup, into the league season, and we're already expecting perfection. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think with the, I think I saw last night we're the only team in the whole of the EFL to go unbeaten so far, and that's yep. including the Carabao Cup as well. Yeah, so that is, mean, what uh, that, that is it.
0: completely, completely 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's incredible. Should we, should we, do you want to dissect the goal? Should we actually talk about the goal? I what thought it was sort of
2: so. It, we? I thought it was so so calm, considering it was in the last sort of seconds in the, of the game. The whole move was just so calm. Like you said, the Sweeney pass, the Luther driving down the wing, and the perfect pass into Jamie Reed, and the yeah. cool finish. I don't think there was any rushing or panic um, in that move, which I was most impressed about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, like, you can imagine a couple of years ago, having the ball in that situation when it's 0-0, the cross probably just getting absolutely smashed across and just, you know being easily recovered or going out for a throw on the other side, you know? Um, mm. But the part the cross was beautiful, wasn't it?
2: Just Yeah. It was, cut it it was it decisive. We, we look like we know what we're doing in the final third, which has not been the case for the last few years. I know hasn't there's been, It definitely... hasn't been the
0: case since Matt
1: Godden was here, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <And laughs> I was thinking at half time, if Godden was in this side, it'd be 3-0 up by now and it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I still absolutely, I miss that man so much. Uh,
2: he was good but uh, no I'm happy for Jamie Reid I think he said in his interview after the game he was disappointed not to get a goal on Saturday which is rightfully so he could have scored at least two or three with the chances he had in that should second
0: half. Should, should have had should have had two. Mm. Um, he,
2: um
0: did really, so, he did really poorly actually I think not to have scored the rest of his game was great on Saturday but he, I think he was really poor that he didn't score
2: mm, so I'm happy for him to get one that will probably boost his confidence a little bit and- yeah. Try one, hopefully.
1: Yeah, and it's good that you shrug off that disappointment and keep playing your game and being decisive and taking the chances, which, you know, that finish yeah. was first time drilled in low and hard, which is what you want to do in that situation. You exactly. Second guess himself.
2: If you yeah, miss the yeah. first one and score the next one, everyone soon, to forget, soon forgets about the miss. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And we won without Luke Norris.
2: Mm. And that's important. Is, uh, we, we keep important. looking back on our strength in depth. And it, it keeps coming up, but it's true. I think in every position, bar maybe centre back, um, yeah, we've got good, solid replacements. I think Danny Rose was the only person to miss out on the squad last night, but I think he was just a bit. Um, We're still, in, still, yeah. still
0: injured from Saturday.
2: Yeah, but I don't think that's anything long term. He,
0: he took a big knock. No, hopefully not.
2: Yeah, but strength um, and
1: depth is very important.
0: Yeah, it is, and and we've got we've got brilliant
1: strength and depth. It was good to see them come back at Peterborough last night because there was a kind of 15-20 minute period when the midfield got quite deep. We had two strikers up front, we were tossing it long with clearances, picking up no second balls and it was coming straight back at us so the defence didn't have time to reset and it got us in a lot of trouble. And then the last maybe 5 or 10, midfield (laughs) got higher up the pitch, we started playing again and that goal came from Winning a header on the halfway line, rather than having it come straight back to a Peterborough player and get straight back on our back four on the edge of our box, so it's yeah, good so it's that they've th- got the mental strength to be able to hold on against a side like Peterborough and then come back at them and reimpose themselves.
0: That yeah, it's, it's huge, isn't it? That, and that, and you know, we said it. I said it against uh, in the game against Stockport, where we went one nil down. You know, we had that mental resilience not to implode, not just to sit back and feel defeated. Uh, where in previous seasons we'd have lost that game two or three nil, um, and it's the same yesterday. You know they they bring on they bring on their arguably their two best players in Marriott and uh, Clark Harris, and they could have had in that in that fifteen minutes they had they had two or three very good opportunities, including that one that was ruled out for offside. Right, um, it would have been very hard, very easy, sorry, to sit back and just go. They're a League One team, they've just brought on their best players, this is gonna be really tough and almost defeat yourself before they manage it. Yeah. Whereas whereas we've got that mental mental fortitude now where we can just say Okay, we are not playing well right now. Or we we, we we're on we're we're un- under it a bit. Let's dig in. Get back get ourselves back on top. And that last ten minutes we
2: were all over them.
1: Yeah, we've never seen this side settle for a draw. We've never seen them settle for penalties like they could have in this one, which, uh,
2: you know... Well, you've uh, seen that with all the late goals we've scored. It's literally been almost every game now.
1: Exactly. Over the the course of the season, it it makes a big difference. Exactly. I think the most disappointing (sighs) thing about last night, if we're looking for disappointments, which I know late likes to, is uh, (laughs) how few people saw it. So, we had (laughs) 2,700 people there against Rochdale, Tuesday night the week before. Dropping down to just two thousand three hundred last night, so we'd like lost like sixteen percent on the attendance. And,
0: and, there, and there it was a fantastic five,
1: game of football.
0: And there were five hundred and forty-two Peterborough fans there as well. So, mm. so yeah, it's, even it's f- more. even fewer. But it's the pricing. It's the pricing. Yeah. Twenty, twenty. Was it? Was it eight for the East Terrace? Was it, it was league pricing, wasn't it? So eighteen. It was 19. eighteen quid, yeah. A in advance, 20 on the door and then the North and West were 20 in advance, 22 on the door
1: It feels I mean, like a missed opportunity to me because it's the sort of game that would get you coming back if you were new to it, right? It's against a is, high league division to, club, yeah, so it's yeah. more likely to draw you in the atmosphere was fantastic, they scored a last minute winner so if you were a, a wavering fan if it would be the cheap one you might have come up <clears> and you would then yeah. have probably come yeah. back as it wasn't, people didn't come along. They won't have seen it. They won't have felt it, which is a shame.
0: Fifteen pounds would have been absolutely adequate.
2: Well, I think even if you lower it to fifteen pounds, you've got to get probably at least three and a half thousand to make up the same money. You would. I see what you're saying. Exactly.
0: But over, but, like, but I think I think the gains you would make from doing all cup all cup games, not just not just Carabao. Hmm. All cup games at fifteen pounds, because obviously you know it's not included in season ticket pricing, right? So every single one of those people in that door is a paying customer. So you're saying about you know you the amount you would lose from decreasing it, but it's not you're not really losing anything because you've got a thousand people and not with us we haven't got a thousand season. (laughs) Actually, I don't know. Do we have a thousand season to get orders? reckon?
2: I reckon we do, yeah, because...
0: Okay, our, so
2: our average is 10.2 and a half thousand, maybe.
0: Yeah. All right, so for argument's sake, right, we've got a 1,000 season ticket holders. That's a 1,000 extra paying people just for Stevenage if they all come, right? Which, obviously, they won't have done. Um, but if even if 75% of them are 750 extra paying guests you've got, so you're not really losing anything? Close yeah, no,
1: north. I don't if,
0: you're, if you're worried about cost of the game, close the north. I know North Stand fans won't be happy about it. Close the North, pack the East.
1: There's only about uh, six of them in there anyway last night.
0: Ex- right, exactly. exactly. There was less than 100 in the North, I reckon, yesterday. Maybe about 100 in the North. Close it. Stick them in the East.
1: Or, you know, it's some a-
0: of them will come sc- across to the West. Just don't, we, if it doesn't need to be open, don't fucking open it.
1: Yeah. I think Adam's right. It's a difficult balance to strike, but I think. Yes, um, it is. I, I think just- it was a bit short-sighted. We're not thinking about the long-term with the way it was uh, set up last night.
2: I do think the, th- the fans that were there were excellent, to be fair, last night. The East Terrace was sort of rocking. First yeah, it was the It was on. a lot
1: more noise than I thought it was going to be when I looked around and was like, there's a lot less yeah, people here than there I was it. last Tuesday. I agree. And, and when you get the West stand
2: clapping in, that's when you know it's an entertaining <laughs> game of football, because that is rare.
0: Yeah, I was... um so Peterborough fans are pretty noisy as well, weren't they?
2: Um, At times, yeah. Singing their singing well,
0: for the first 10 minutes. It yeah. always gets me get
2: when they sing Borough, and I get all confused.
1: But...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for the support, boys. Uh, we appreciate yeah. it. Um, especially seeing as two minutes ago you were singing that Stephen is a hole in that you want to go home. <clears throat> which, is, which is funny because have they seen Peterborough?
2: Yeah, I did go to Peterborough Sports in pre-season. <laughs> that, that, that was an experience. Peterborough, <laughs> that,
0: Peterborough is an absolute hovel. Um,
2: <laughs> Grim
0: place. Every, let's, let's be honest. Most
1: of the UK is a hole. I tell you what, <laughs> I was thinking on the way home from Carlisle is what a turnaround in atmosphere we've had. And can you imagine being someone like you know Jake Taylor, Jake Reeves, who was here last season when at times it was like a morgue. And even worse than that, at times it was openly hostile and people were just getting really on the players' back. And now suddenly they've gone from that funereal atmosphere or even adversarial atmosphere to a really positive atmosphere. It must be so much easier to play your football when the whole stadium's behind you and everyone's cheering. and That must be great.
2: I remember when I was in the East Terrace a couple of years ago, um, it was the 1920 season, the famous... uh, not so good season, but I mean, there was such dispute amongst the, amongst the fans in in the East Terrace. You almost had like a left side versus right side, which was stupid. But now you've really got that harmony together, and the whole stadium, like I said, even the West Stand coming in, there's there's a real tight knit bond at the club at the moment. I think that is down to the football we're playing.
0: Oh, God forbid it ever goes back to being shit again.
2: Enjoy it while it lasts, I suppose. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'd I'd agree actually. Um, I mean, I was gonna say that I don't know, I don't necessarily know that it makes it a lot easier to play football, but it certainly is gonna make it more enjoyable to play football. Um, I guess you know they're coming in and they're doing the job, and it's one less one less pressure that you know a misplaced pass isn't gonna get hounding from the stands. You know, we're gonna give them, we're gonna gonna give them a lot more rope, right?
1: I was just thinking, like, if, if I go back to, oh, I'm not sure, oh, I, I'm dragging myself along, not really wanting to go because I'm expecting it to be awful, that must, you must feel that as a player as well, like, oh, God, here we go again. I've got to try and get out there and do my best. Whereas now it's like you're expecting it to go well you're expecting it to be great. And it's a lot easier to get in the right frame of mind for it if you've got that momentum, I suppose.
2: I think that's where we get half of our late goals as well, When when the crowd are like, Really on the players, because um, I think if, if if this if these games are happening in lockdown, I don't think you'd see these ninety fifth minute winners because there'd be no crowd to really boost the morale. I think it'd be a slower end to the game. Whereas when the crowd are really up for it and want to see that last goal, it's more likely to happen. That's a great. I, I point. do stand by that. It really makes difference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Let's 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 predict our next two games. Let's, let's wrap up. So. Away at away at Salford, um, Aaron, you're standing in for Dracus today. He's not here, so he doesn't get to say.
2: Okay, uh, yeah. What,
0: what are you What are you predicting that?
2: I have to just I have to stick with us. I'm, I'm going to go with a one 0 win. I really think it's just going to be the same story. It's going to be a tough, tough game. I know they've been a good side this season so far. I think you said they lost their last game, so maybe their confidence could be dropped a little. Um. <laughs> But they clearly are a good footballing side, so it's not going to be no easy feat. But I'm going to go, yeah,
1: 1-0, I think. Patrice? I'm going to go 1-0 Salford. I think tonight might have been a bit emotionally draining, and it's not necessarily easy to recover from that in a few days. So we'll see how we go. I hope I'm wrong, but that's my first uh, loss prediction of the season. I'm going 1-1. Right down the middle.
0: Uh, right, right, right down the middle. Uh, I'm not, I'm not traditionally a fence sitter, so uh, I'm going to break, break, break from a habit of a lifetime, and uh, I'm going to sit on the fence with one-one, and then Peterborough. I'm going to say we're going to lose that two-nil.
2: Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with a two-one loss. I think, unfortunately, but it's only the Papa John's
1: Trophy. Exactly. <laughs> what shall I go in this one? I'm going to go Peterborough one, Stevenage two. Oh,
0: cheeky bugger. Cool. Okay. So there we are. There we have it. Aaron, thanks for coming on and uh time nice yeah. in a bind. You know, n- Now I'm going to keep turning around and being like, what this week?
1: Yeah,
2: my bar pod reserve.
1: It works like um, Stevenage and Stevie Evans, you know. We're just one big first team, so. Don't consider yourself preserved. <laughs>
0: strength. uh, 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 I'm strengthened for my <laughs> Uh as as always, Patrick. Thank you very much, mate. It's
1: a pleasure, it's a pleasure.
0: Well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate your support. Up the borough.
1: Up the borough. Go well. Rocinio, burst hit from midfielders,
0: Rocinio! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion! In. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet fish to me. I can see
1: that. I reckon TVC loves a McFurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch.
0: Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's?
1: I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face.
0: And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say
1: about our team's nutritionist.
0: Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan
1: Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.